0: travel and utilities over Pembrokeshire and parts of South Wales on Boxing Day and the 27th of December. Longer journey times and cancellations are likely as road, rail, air and ferry services may be affected. Some roads and bridges are likely to be closed. There may be damage to buildings, flying debris is likely and injuries and danger to life is likely from large waves at the coast. 34 new cases of coronavirus were reported in Pembrokeshire in the last 24 hours. A further four deaths were also recorded in the local health board area. David Paris Police is appealing for information to help identify two people captured on CCTV. At around 2.30am on Monday, December the 14th, cash was stolen from the Bush Hill service station in Pembroke. Two people were spotted on camera outside the building at around 2am and officers want the public's help to identify them. The images are featured on Pure West Radio's Facebook page. Haverford West Airport staff are now on standby to assist the Air Ambulance Helicopter Service when using Haverford West Airport out of hours to support the Air Ambulance's mission in providing pre-hospital critical care across Wales 24 hours, seven days a week. The airport remains closed to non-essential flights. However, any medical emergency flight or patient transfer is classed as essential and can therefore still operate. The Welsh Government has released recycling statistics for the year 1920 and announced that Pembrokeshire is officially the highest performing county in Wales. Wales overall is second in Europe and third in the world for recycling. A huge thank you from Pembrokeshire County Council to all their staff, collection crews and most of all the residents of Pembrokeshire for embracing the change and making it happen. And a Merry Christmas from pure west radio news team to all our listeners that's the latest you're up to date on pure west radio the
1: christmas extravaganza is here and you could win over three thousand pounds worth of prizes enter now for free at purewestradio.com
2: The light. Everybody's dancing in the moonlight Dancing in the moonlight Everybody's feeling warm and bright It's such a fine night sight, everybody take it
3: Good morning, it's Pure West Radio. Welcome to the Pure West Sports Show, a Boxing Day special with G&G Builders. And this morning, we talk Boxing Day sport in Pembrokeshire, past and present, with Bill Kahn, Gordon Thomas and Fraser Watson, plus the chairman of Haverford West County, Rob Edwards, joins me before nine o'clock. That's all to come on a Boxing Day sports special here on Pure West Radio. Well, a very good morning and welcome to a Boxing Day edition of Pure West Sports. I'm Ben Stone and we've got plenty coming up on the show uh, this morning. And with me right now is uh, Bill Kahn. Happy Boxing Day, Bill. How are you? Yeah, where's the time gone? It doesn't seem a moment since we were
4: on with Ben Field. Uh, and didn't he do well in the week? And he wants to come back on and talk
3: in general about sport as well as his role. And I said, you'd be welcome any time, yeah, Ben. Yeah, Ben was an because... excellent guest from Sport Pembroke. Yeah. yeah, it was lovely. The video still on the Facebook page it was absolutely brilliant to talk to him on the show on Monday so do go and have a look at that the Pure West Radio Facebook page uh, you can watch that interview again with uh, Ben Field and, and all the interviews we've done on Pure West Sports over at the last few weeks as well. Uh, Boxing Day today though Bill we're going to get some of your Boxing Day memories and a look back on some of the, the oh, traditions oh boy, yeah. of Boxing Day sport in Pembrokeshire. Uh, just to say today for the armchair sports fans such as we all are at the moment a couple of good rugby Matches the Dragons against the Blues at three, and then the Ospreys against the Scarlets at five fifteen. The Ospreys listed as the home side in the Pro Fourteen, but it's being played at Parker Scarlets today because they're relaying yeah. the pitch at the Liberty Stadium. Yeah, well, we saw Fraser's pictures of the Liberty Stadium. That's uh, that's no good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was needed Needed doing, wasn't it? So a couple of interesting rugby games there as well. Boxing Day traditionally in Pembrokeshire, Bill, normally involves getting out and about, maybe going for a, a walk or, or to, to an event. Uh, today would have been the 50th anniversary for the Boxing Day swim in Tenby. Have you ever been down there on Boxing Day? I've been down there. I thought you were going to say I started to feel cold there. I thought you
4: were going to say, have I been in the water? The, the actual Tenby swim is great. The only thing that always worries me, people before they go must have, a medical check to make sure that they're well because I think the shock could kill you if certainly really
3: killed that's for sure it's so cold it, it really is I, I've done the New Year's Day swim in Saundersfoot, and it was the year where it was about minus two driving over and it was so cold when you mm. go in the water uh, they do raise a lot of money for charity the, the Boxing oh, Day swim as well it's fantastic
5: yeah, yeah, so hopefully
3: I've, I've got an aversion to salt water. I'm afraid, so I well <laughs> away Especially at that temperature. Hopefully they'll be back next year. And the other thing that might have happened today, in in normal circumstances on Boxing Day, there'll maybe some some point to point at Lidstep, Historically, was was always popular, wasn't it? Yeah,
4: I I'm not sure it's gone ahead, gone ahead over recent years, but it used to be a really big money-spinning money, stay in, money spinning day out, and all the local point-to-point point, people were there. Uh, they enjoyed their glass of rum and, and they, in their coffee, and it was a lovely, lovely atmosphere. The strange thing is, Ben, every sporting activity I can think of in Pemishaw Boxing Day was uh, very warm, very generous, very nice. And a lot of it has gone by. I mean, there would be none I don't think at Lidstep now. Uh, one of the highlights for me always was the... Uh, Ernie Morgan's Cup in Pembroke and Moncton. Pembroke, Bur- Pembroke Town, as they were then. They're defunct now, sadly. Moncton, Swifts and Penner Robbins were my team. And I played once in it when I was a really young kid. And it, Pen- Moncton was a side then. I mean, they used to play Penna Robbins. They played their seconds against Penna Robbins. And that was played every year. Now, I, I don't know if it's being played today. I, well, it can't be, I suppose. Can I? But mm. that was a cracking day out. Ernie Morgan's was a barber in Pembroke. And he was wow. a local councillor. Yeah. Old boy Ernie, and he was a highly respected councillor for many years. And he presented that cup, and it was played for with a real fire. You remember Danny Thomas, we've interviewed him, the referee. I can remember Danny playing in that and causing mayhem. And then he went on to become a really good referee after that. <laughs> but a big game Bishop Cup, Langham versus Hanford West. Gordon played in the last time that uh, uh, Langham won that. But that was at Easter because they played over two legs. Oh, so the first, week, leg, uh,
3: the first leg would be on Boxing Day, would it? And then the second leg yeah, at, at Easter, yeah.
4: Yeah, and points differential counted for that then. I mean, if you've got time, I'll tell you just a quick funny story. With that game where Gordon played on, at Easter, uh, I was a guest speaker at Langham dinner that season. So I wrote a daft poem called I Was There and described the events and every Langham player and some supporters that I had And I uh, had a phone call from someone in the club to say they really enjoyed it. Could they have a copy of the... The poem to put up in the club, and I said, Well, I don't know because what's funny on a night when they've had 10 pints might not be as funny <laughs> if it's up on the club. But they said, Oh, we'll only put it up there. And I was in school in a week teaching a six form class, and one of the girls there said, whose dad was involved, said, I loved your poem, sir. I read that, and I said, What well, you've been on the club? No, no, it's on our kitchen wall. We <laughs> paid three pounds for it, and Langham sold three at 100 the blighters. So that that's, uh, that that was a great. Uh, Event And it was played because it was a big money spinner, whoever was playing the winners, uh, if they were home, then that was a huge money spinner. And they played in the most dire conditions, Gordon would tell you as well, the most dire conditions I've ever seen rugby played in, because the game had to go on and Langham didn't mind how muddy it was. (laughs)
3: Well, listen, we'll we'll get some some more Boxing Day sporting memories because it's such a good sporting day traditionally, Bill, isn't it? So uh, stay with (laughs) us. Gordon's going to join us a bit later as well. And Fraser Watson will tell us about a Boxing Day rugby game he played in where they put sherry in the water bottles. So we'll get that story from Fraser a bit later because, as I say, traditionally, Boxing Day, a really big sporting day in Pembrokeshire. So Bill will Mm. stay with us as we wake you up this Boxing Day Saturday here on Pure West Radio.
4: A fine selection of Indian dishes to eat in or take away.
3: County Sports Halford West, a family-run sport and lifestyle shop established since 1965. They cater for sport, surf, skate, ski, lifestyle and so much more. Offering a wide selection of functional and fashion footwear as well as clothing for ladies and men. Visit Countysports.co.uk for all the details. Ho,
6: ho, ho. Don't forget, a new prize is added every day until Christmas Eve. Have a very merry Christmas and a happy new year. me, Santa, and all my friends here at Pure West Radio.
1: Over five million homes are at risk of flooding. Yet many people don't realise they're in danger. Even if you've never been flooded before, it can happen to you. Protect your family and home. Prepare, act, survive. Prepare a bag including medicines and insurance documents. Act by moving important items upstairs or as high as possible. Survive by listening to emergency services. Search what to do in a flood and sign up to flood warnings on gov.uk. Folly Farm just keeps on growing. A new play area here, a new animal there, so what's new for this year? You can see two-toed sloths, tuppy and lightcap in the newly refurbished exhibit Tropical Trails Little ones with energy to burn? Then check out Wallaby Ranch play area. Worked up an appetite? Then a visit to the brand new sit-down, table-serviced, themed restaurant The Hungry Farmer is a must. Zoo, farm, fairground, play. Pick your own adventure at Folly Farm. This is Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire.
7: Please, please tell me.
3: Duran Duran on Pure West Radio for Boxing Day Morning. Thank you for joining us. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sports with G&G Builders. The chairman of Haverford West County, Rob Edwards, coming up before nine o'clock. The Bluebirds should have been in action today against Aberystwyth, but of course, games are temporarily halted and we'll get some reaction from Rob before nine o'clock. But in the meantime... We've got Bill Kahn with us and we're reflecting on some Boxing Day sporting traditions in Pembrokeshire because obviously this year is a different one and some of the games that would have taken place won't be happening this year, but we're having a good look back on some of the traditions. And one of them was a rugby match called the Bishop's Cup. And Bill's going to explain a bit more about it. The Bishop's Cup has gone on for 50 years and it's a great uh, leveller.
4: Langham play, I say, with a great fire. Harvard West hate losing more than to any other team in that. Then there's the Seagulls Cup, which is between St. David's and Fishguard. Fraser's played in a few of those. Fishguard invariably win it, but it's still, again, a lively competition, and both sides want to win that cup. Uh, Seagulls, of course, is fish guard's nickname. That's played, and there's always big crowds. Boxing Day, Ben, amazing. Nava seconds traditionally have played Krimmich, although the first might play now for the Gareth Edwards Cup. Gareth was a lovely old boy and passed away, and that's uh, been played since. Uh, Pembroke and and Tenby was sometimes a game that was played then. And Pembroke always used to play their, um, what would you call them, people who come home from college and things, so students. Mm. And and on uh, New Year's Day... Special day there. Pembroke always played a president's fifteen, and that drew in lots of people and lots of top referees. I mean, I can remember Clive Norling, referee in there. All sorts of top refs there. So there's been plenty of rugby over the. the you know, it's a, people stuffing themselves full of uh, turkey and mince pies on Christmas Day, and then managed to still go up and play and have a few after those great occasions.
3: Boxing Day also has been a day where we, we've seen some charity rugby played over the years in Pembrokeshire. Yeah. Uh, it, at Temby, they, they'd have a, a past versus present match, um, w- which was set up to raise money for the Gareth Scotcher Trust Fund. Uh, that was a, a traditional game that was sometimes played uh, yeah. bit on Boxing Day, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, Gareth Scotcher uh, uh, suffered sadly with motor neurone and uh, he passed away. But he passed away after a real battle where he showed what a wonderful guy he was. His nephew, Elliot, actually plays for Harvard West County in midfield now. But if you said to me the most moving memories I've got in sport, one of the three of that, along with Jacob Thomas, of course, would be when Gareth and uh, Nicky Reese, who's a friend of his, won the um, Chairman's Award in the Sports Awards for their efforts, Nicky actually took Gareth. Always wanted to take part in an Iron Man, but sadly became ill. So they did the Iron Man together in the swim. Nicky had Gareth behind him in a sort of a raft, pulled him. They cycled and ran with a, a buggy behind, where uh, Gareth finished that. And on the the actual awards day, he'd he was able to speak through a. A system where he blew or blinked or blew on a pipe—I'm not sure which way it was—but he produced the most moving method um, wow. memory. And if you the, unique, the nearest I can compare it to is Rob Burrows. It was that moving, you know, and they did that. And the support from the club 10 be a side that look after their own—and the support there. Um, was absolutely lovely. Gavin's brother, uh, Gary's, Gareth's brother, Gavin, is a very fine rugby and footballer and, uh, you know, they did that for the family. Mm. It was really uh, a wonderful event and, and that shows, um, you know, going off the piece a little bit. This year, you know, um, Nico Sotaro's wife in, in uh, Whitland uh, was suffering from breast cancer and they raised something like 12 grand to help through Natalie Walsh and others, you know. It's there, but the Boxing Day has always been an avenue for fundraising. Plenty of beer and wine and spirits, I can tell you that. <laughs> and uh, meeting up with old friends from college or from playing days or just from knowing each other in school. Remarkable.
8: F-
3: yeah, uh, indeed. And, and big for football as well. Traditionally, we get a derby for Haverford West County. They were meant to have one today, of course, against Aberystwyth. It might have been Camarthen Town in the past um but over the years bill boxing day would also be quite a big footballing day wouldn't it across the county and you were you were telling me off air that some of the games would attract some some really good numbers watching
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, if you look, it makes me laugh in a way now, Hanford West County versus Aberystwyth is called a local derby. Mm. You know, was it 50 miles, 60 miles between mm. them? They used to play Carmarthen Town before that because that was nearer. But I go back, I'm old enough to remember when Hanford West County were in the Welsh League as it was, no, no, you know, uh, Premier League then. And also there were Pembroke Borough who were a very good side then uh, and um, Milford United, you know. And the crowds for those games, they tended to play each other um, Christmas Day, New Year's Day, uh, bank holiday, Saturday at Easter and Easter Monday. And the games were competitive. Gordon introduced Simon, interviewed Simon Clark last week. Simon played mm. plenty of those. And it was nothing to have at least a 1,000 round the, the ground and sometimes a lot more, Ben. And I can tell you, those games, <laughs> referees had to be good referees <laughs> to keep a tight control because everyone of them was like a cup final.
3: But they were big days for the clubs, really, Bill, because oh. be, uh, in terms of money spinner and income, they'd make a bit on the on these Boxing Day occasions, wouldn't they?
4: they they'd they make a lot, Bill. They would make yeah. a lot. And sometimes it was the sort of games that kept them going, the same with Langham and Hanford West and clubs. And that's why it's so sad now. Some of the clubs have gone. Pembroke Borough and Milford United still play, but they play a little lower down in the uh, sort of... Uh, pyramid now than Avon West, so they don't go ahead. But every area of Pembrokeshire uh, I think had a, a special sports day that was theirs in their area. You know, clubs used to play like the students would come on the exiles, they'd call it, or they'd play past versus present, or mm. the Quins used to play over 30s against under 30s. And I can tell you what, those games were manic. And you'd have people who hadn't played. The last time I saw one of those was to raise funds in Langham when the uh, over 30s played the under 30s. And there were people who hadn't played a game of rugby for 10 years playing as if they were still training three times a week. Yeah. They were piling into each other. Uh, one of my pals, Tony Roberts, a nurse who helped when I was very ill, nearly six years ago now. Tony Serious, he's known as, he was very serious that day. He got on as a replacement. And I've never seen a prop driving into rucks so crazily, you
3: know. Good good times. <laughs> good good times. times. We're going to hear from Fraser and Gordon as well before nine about yeah. some of the, the games they've played in um, over the years on Boxing Day. And and one for me as well, as well, Bill, you know that I'm a keen runner. Um, the Krimmich Boxing Day six-mile run has been oh, quite yeah. a popular event over the years yeah. as well. Um, just looking at some of the results from that, it's a shame these sort of things can't go on. But I'm sure people will be listening to the radio thinking about maybe getting out safely for a Boxing Day walk later on today. And of course, as we started off by saying, there's plenty of armchair sport today as well. But some great reminiscing about years gone by there, Bill. Um, some brilliant events, definitely. It's, it's sad it's a bit of a different one this year, but, but needs must, of course.
4: Yeah, I, th- I think we have to say it's, it's an awful time, especially for people who are on their own. Mm. And I would beg people, if you know someone nearby who's Mm. on their own, just go and have a chat or knock the door, be socially distanced and and make a fuss of them. Just say hello. And things will get better, Ben. I'm very hopeful. Forget all the political approaches to it and all the other Mm. stuff that's going on, the nonsense about uh, what's the fella Bill Gates is trying (laughs) to get DNA into our bloodstreams and all. And just look ahead
3: and and listen to Captain Tom, things will get better. Bill, thank you for being with us. Enjoy your Boxing Day. And you're back on Monday. We have got a special Pure West Sport between 7 and 9 on Bank Holiday Monday with some great guests. So stand by for that. Uh, Bill, enjoy your Boxing Day. Jimmy Ruffin on Pure West Radio and what becomes of the broken hearted. I'm Ben Stone. Welcome to Boxing Day Sport with G&G Builders here on Pure West Radio. And that was great from Bill Kahn running through some of the traditions and festivities that normally go on on a boxing day and some of the things that have gone on over the years. One of the things he mentioned was the Bishop's Cup rugby game between Haverford West and Langham. And one man who has played in plenty of those games is our very own Gordon Thomas, who's with us now. Morning, Gordon. How are you? I'm very good,
8: Ben. I hope you enjoyed your Christmas. And now we look forward to the Boxing Day still stuffing our faces (laughs) all day long.
3: Exactly. It's a perfect day for some armchair sport. But, Gordon, Bill spoke quite a bit about the Bishop's Cup, Haverford West versus Langham. And you're someone who's played in some of those Boxing Day games. What were they like? Uh, They were keenly contested games, Ben. Uh, The rivalry goes back from school
8: days. Uh, where many of us played against each other, obviously from the the local half-west grammar school and secondary modern school, which later became Taskham Millward and uh, Sir Thomas Picton School. So the rivalry was really intense and uh, the crowds that went to the games in back in the, when I was playing back in the 80s, was uh, there was a good few hundred watching those games, probably closer to a thousand, to be honest with you. And uh, you get, it was, you know, traditional families would get together with who you hadn't seen for a long time. But it was it was hard work for the players, I can tell you, because mm. both sides didn't want to lose. And Langham um, were always up for a, a you know, a, a fight. The great, great tenacity, the the boys from Langham. Harford West probably had the better players, to be honest with you, for quite a while and they still dominated the competition to this day. But I still, you know, take my hat off to the boys from Langham. They mm. always gave us A full-blooded encounter And Mm -hmm. it was very difficult Because on Christmas Day You had to take it easy on your Christmas dinner Didn't have to have too too much uh, to drink as well But inevitably A lot of us did go overboard And (laughs) have to suffer during that 80 minutes, either at Pill Parks or at um, uh, Merlin's Bridge ground as as where they play now, so they were fantastic occasions. Yes.
3: Yeah, that's that's good, and it, it's one of the fixtures on Boxing Day that that stood the test of time. This year, obviously, is a bit different because we're we're in Tier Four regulations at the moment, so the games can't go ahead. But Haverford West Langham is one that's still fiercely fought for each year, isn't it?
8: Yeah, it's it's great really because when you look back in the past, most of the clubs from Pembrokeshire when it was the old Pembrokeshire League all had Derby games, which Bill had probably reiterated earlier. Um, but the Harford West's uh, Langing game has, has stood the test for time, which is fantastic really because Christmas is all about tradition and I'm, I'm absolutely delighted that it's still going. Uh, I know that... Um, Mr. Gelly James, who was a, a school teacher at SDP, his dad, Mr. Roy James, was a, a committee member and a real character at Half of SRSE. And the Man of the Match Award is now given in his memory by one of the James family. So that's a lovely touch uh, to have, to keep that tradition on on Boxing mm. Day as well. And I you know go- that I played probably in about f- at least five, six games, then, yeah. and... Um, uh, they were, as I said, full-blooded encounters. It was very difficult to go on a cold, wet, <laughs> you know, Pill Park's ground and, and play in Langham. They, they loved it when it was uh, ankles deep in mud. They could really <laughs> get stuck into that, us.
3: And yeah, give us that a made a part of the fun. You know? But also, Gordon, not only did you play in six or seven of these fixtures, you, you also played on three different grounds as well, which must be a, yeah, they, a they, unique they, stat yeah, for probably, you
8: there 's only a small group of players that would have, uh, that would have happened, obviously Alfred West used to play at the old Fishguard Road Ground, which is now the retail park um, when When they then bought uh, the clubhouse in merlin 's bridge but while that was all being uh, built and sorted out, we moved to a ground uh, at the back of shaw 's Huck Lane called lucy 's Field in Prendigus, where we played at least a season and a half. So we did play our traditional Boxing Day fixture there one particular season at the end of the 80s. And then, obviously, I, I played when we opened the ground in uh, Merlin's Bridge. I played a Boxing Day fixture there. So there's not many Hufford West players can say that they played mm. at three different grounds for their own club in a Boxing Day fixture, but I can say that I did.
3: And, and just finally, um, the atmosphere on the pitch, I'm sure, was very competitive. What was the atmosphere like in the clubhouse back in those days, Gordon? Uh,
8: it was probably bigger. It was better as well. And as I said, the rivalry was fierce on the pitch, but by God, it was fierce off <laughs> it as well. There was a few pints uh, sunk after those games and uh, you know, a lot of us would be singing songs and enjoying the, the festive cheer, Probably too much, to be honest, Ben. But they were great occasions, great times. And it's a great addition to our friends and family at those games as well. And long may it continue as well, Ben, after this lockdown.
3: Well, listen, Gordon, enjoy your Boxing Day. And we'll look forward to seeing you again on Bank Holiday Monday for a, a Pure West Sports special. Loads of guests joining us on Monday. We'll look forward to that. Thank you for being with us this morning.
8: Yeah, cheers, Ben. Look forward to
3: it. Great stuff and always a pleasure to be joined by Gordon Thomas on Pure West Sport. I'm Ben Stone. This is the radio station with your opportunity to win £3,000 worth of prizes with our Christmas extravaganza with Next Media. You just need to go to the website purewestradio.com and have a look at the best Christmas advent calendar you will ever see. So many prizes behind the doors. You just need to open each door... Take the letters, make them into a phrase and send them in to us for your chance to win £3,000 worth of prizes. We'll be announcing the winner on New Year's Eve. Still to come this morning, Fraser Watson will be recapping some Boxing Day sporting events he's played in and covered over the years. And Swansea City are away to QPR ER today, so we'll talk to Fraser about that. And we've got the Haverford West County Chairman, Rob Edwards, joining us before nine this morning
1: the Pelcom Inn. enjoy great food in the restaurant or a drink in the comfortable family and dog-friendly bar with a wide range of variety of hot and cold drinks including beers, wines and popular spirits. The bar also has a pool table and a darts board. Call Shelley and the team on 01437 710267 or visit pelcomin.co.uk to make your
3: booking. Jumanji Hardware and DIY Warehouse Haverford West hold one of the biggest ranges of Dickies Workwear you will find anywhere. They also stock an extensive range of ironmongery, fixings, hand and power tools. Contact Jamie and the team on 01437 531 234 for all of your hardware and DIY needs. Ho ho ho, don't forget
6: a new prize is added every day until Christmas Eve. Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Me, Santa and all my friends here at Pure West Radio.
1: Pick your own adventure at Folly Farm. Christmas in Pembrokeshire. Happy holidays. On U.S. Radio.
7: I've been spreading the that there may be a job
3: Wet, wet, wet and wishing I was lucky on Pure West Radio. It's our Boxing Day Sports Special with G&G Builders and really good to have your company this morning as well. We've already heard from Bill Kahn and Gordon Thomas talking about some of the sporting traditions from years gone by In Pembrokeshire, another member of our team who's played in his fair share of Boxing Day clashes over the years, and I know he's a big fan of sport over the Christmas period, is Pure West Sports' Fraser Watson. And he joins us now. Happy Boxing Day, Fraser. How are you? Not too bad, Ben. Not too bad.
9: It's a a strange festive time, isn't it? We used to jam-packed calendar of sport and instead we're sitting here watching the odd bit of Premier League football on television. But... um, no, it's, it's unfortunately bigger things have prevailed um, this time.
3: It's always a traditional time of year where there's plenty of sporting action mm. and, and you will have, I'm sure, watched plenty of sport, but also played in plenty of Boxing Day fixtures over the years, Fraser.
9: Oh, it was a great tradition around here, year, Ben. I mean, the uh, my first memory really of playing in an annual fixture was the St. David's R F C Exiles game. And um, it's amazing. You, you you rock up and you think it's gonna be a fun game. It's, it was the over thirty fives or players from away playing the current first team. And you're not really in in the mood for a, a physical hardened game of rugby. When you get into it, it got quite competitive, you know, because you didn't want to lose. <laughs> you didn't want to lose <laughs> to the old boys because you couldn't go you couldn't show your face in a pub again for months, years <laughs> afterwards if you did. And and I will say the first team actually never lost that. fixture and thank God but I remember being captain of St David's um, I think it was maybe Christmas 2010 when we played that game and I thought very little of it until the morning itself and we played terribly in the first half there were a few Christmas hangovers running around and half time at nil-nil and I was actually suddenly nerves and fear struck in when it dawned on me I could be the first captain to lose this fixture and it would never be forgotten (laughs) but luckily we did prevail but no on the whole Ben they were very fun fixtures unfortunately health and safety and and the Issues which are being flagged up in rugby at the moment probably mean they become going to become a thing of yesteryear very soon. But it was it was old boys, so out of shape, putting kit on again. And you saw the boys who had still kept themselves in Nick and still had it as well. And you had things at halftime. time remember playing my first game, I think I was 18, and halftime. You got there, you went to get water, I took a swig out of a water bottle and it was being laced with sherry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was trying not to be sick and then you had the old boys looking around as if to say, what's wrong with you? You know, we do this every year. So, um, no, it was tremendous times, fun games and, and solver football as well. People mm-hmm. like Norby Howells, we've spoken about on this show, would pull out the boots for a Boxing Day game and it was just fun occasions and everyone got into the festive spirit and unfortunately there'll be none of that this year as you've alluded to. How about
3: a Boxing Day swim, Fraser? Have you ever ever been involved in that? Funny enough, it was New Year's Day round here, mm. uh, down in White Sands, equally as cold. Yeah, um, yeah, I've done a New Year's Day swim in Saundersfoot,
9: 2010. Yeah. And that that blew away New Year's Eve cobwebs over the But obviously, no, you're right, there are a great tradition around here, places like Tenby and Saundersfoot. They're huge occasions and, and again, they're fun and they're they're a bit foolhardy, obviously, but they bring the community together, don't they? And they're, they're traditional things. They're not so much about fitness or performance at any level. It's just about getting in the scene and raising a bit for good causes. And sadly, they're missing again this year, Ben, but we all mm-hmm. understand why. I don't think anybody's complaining about that. We just hope by, by next Christmas we have normality and we, we can resume these events again.
3: So, a lot of sport will be consumed this year on the telly, of course. People will be be watching it for Swansea City, an away game at QPR today. That's because, as you you told us actually on Monday's show, Fraser, that the Liberty Stadium pitch is is being resurfaced. So, QPR away today for the Swans.
9: Yeah, exactly. The sort of banana skin that you can have in the Championship. QPR haven't been going well this season. Um, Swansea have actually been there over the festive period before. The last time was uh, Wilfred Boney's goal for Swansea, late equaliser his last goal before he went and joined Manchester City, but we really won't get into that now. But um, Yeah, it's, it's an important game, Ben, but it's one they need to win, you fancy, because Reading come to the Liberty in four days after that on the 30th, which is going to be huge, Reading going well. Um, so a Swansea win over QPR today would set them up well for that. Mm. And for the first time in a long time, they haven't had a midweek fixture, actually. So it'd be interesting to see if... He has rotated regularly, but we'll see if Steve Cooper keeps the same side from the one which, which put a professional display to beat Barnsley,
3: really. Mm, you're right. The other traditional fixture which everyone looks forward to this time of year is the Ospreys against the Scarlets. That's very much part of the uh, Christmas tradition, isn't it? And, and that's going on today. How, how do you see that one going, Fraser?
9: Well, you're right, Ben. It's, it's the 1-pro-14 game, perhaps, in West Wales, which is, which is almost a sellout, and you have to get your ticket early for. I mean, it's that's had its issues because the Liberty pitch. We know that. It'll be switched to an athlete. I, I fancy the Scarlets, Ben. Um, I think, I mean, it's, it's hard to say they've been in better form, but they've got two European wins from two, but their last one was obviously a COVID walkover against Toulon, which they would happily accept. 28-0 <laughs> win against
3: Toulon, but
9: with home advantage and we're still a bit of uncertainty around the Ospreys in the lineup. up the fancy mm-hmm.
3: scarlets to win that. Yeah. Okay. We'll look forward to that one. Plenty of sport for armchair fans this Boxing Day. I'm sure there'll be some Boxing Day walks going on as well. Fraser, Boxing Day in your house does sound like it's already getting a bit hectic, so we will, we will let you go. But thank you very much for being with us on Pure West Radio this morning.
9: Thank you, Ben. I've got a big day of Sky Sports ahead. <laughs>
3: Well, like the sound of that. Thank you very much indeed, Fraser Watson, for being with us. Fraser, Bill and Gordon will be here on Monday for our special Pure West Sports show. Loads of different guests joining us. The whole show, 7 until 9, is live on the Pure West Radio Facebook page. We've covered all sorts of different angles on sport that would normally be taking place in Pembrokeshire today. The Bluebirds, Haverford West County, were meant to be in action. They should have been playing Aberystwyth today. But, of course, changes to... The regulations issued by the FAW in light of the fact that all of Wales is now in Tier 4 as we deal with the coronavirus has meant that JD Cymru Premier League games are temporarily halted. We'll be talking to Rob Edwards, the chairman of Haverford West County, before nine o'clock here on Pure West Sport this Boxing Day morning.
7: Steady, are you
2: ready? Are you ready?
3: Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sports with G and G builders. Some great memories from Gordon, Bill, and Fraser on the show this morning about Boxing Day sport that's traditionally happened in Pembrokeshire. Traditionally a big day for a Boxing Day swim, of course. It would have been a local derby as well for Haverford West County. They were due to play Aberystwyth, but J.D. Cymru action has been halted temporarily because all of Wales is now in tier four as we continue the battle against coronavirus. We've got the chairman of Haverford West County, Rob Edwards, with us this Boxing Day morning. Good morning to you, Rob. How have the club reacted this week to the news that the the season has been paused? Was it something that you were expecting when the news broke on Monday?
5: I don't think it was a massive surprise. Um, Obviously, we're in good run of form and Boxing day against local local rivals is always something to look forward to. And after a good performance at home a couple of weeks ago we we won 2-0, but not in great form, us in, in relatively good form. You'd like to think it was a an opportunity to take a step forward again. Um so yeah, disappointing, but with, with what's going on, it was uh, I don't think it was a massive surprise to anybody. But yeah, we're we're frustrated but um, yeah, there's there's bigger things in
3: football. Yeah. <laughs> So it was meant to be ABBA today, then TNS in the week. What indication have you had, Rob, about how long this break uh, might be enforced for? Have you got any expectation when you might start playing again?
5: The FAW have announced it will be a three-week suspension to football, um, which I think takes us to the 18th of January. And at that point, I guess we'll we'll review based on FAW discussions and Welsh government guidelines. Um, I think realistically, probably not expecting to play again during January. Possibly moving into february then um if, it's, it's unknown but i think our our if we're hopeful that we'll, we'll be back playing fairly soon because obviously we will just we're going this to play football but yeah i think with, with what's going on out there and the massive increase in cases particularly in south wales and wales as a country uh, it's rife in this area so we need to make sure that we um, we contain that um so yeah i, I i'm not expecting football to be played during January.
3: I think a few people might might be a bit surprised that, that the games have been cancelled completely only because during the, the firebreak lockdown uh, back in November you were able to continue playing. What was the difference this time around, did you think, Rob?
5: Um, I think it's just the the rapid rising cases. It's a different it's a different beast than it was back then in in Wales, and I think it's it's a no brainer really. We've, we've obviously had COVID cases ourselves in the camp a number of weeks ago, so mm. it's of close to home now. And um, players and um, staff and those around the club have obviously all now come across unknown people that have had cases, and it, it just it's a lot more real in that area now. For players to travel from from the valleys and from Cardiff and Swansea area for training, because it's not just about playing matches, but obviously need to keep keep training as well so it'd be at least once a week travelling from that part of uh, that part of wales to train and play and to be honest we were only um we would only be able to play one game during that three weeks anyway which would been against tns because they're the only side that we we hadn't played that are are fully professional so that that, that could have been an option but to be honest for, for what we'd have to go through and the risk we'd have to put the players and staff through for one game during that period just just wasn't worth it so we we wanted to make the Announcement and decision really quickly that we we weren't we weren't going to play during this time. So yeah, it's, it's just a very different situation than it was now, and I think we just have to be
3: really diligent.
5: Do
3: you have any fears that the league season might not finish from here?
5: I don't think it will not finish. Um, to what to what level it will finish, um, we're not sure. Obviously, we're about six. We're about six games. I think most teams are around six seven games to play before the split. Um, which is obviously a, a key part from the FA, FAW's point of view. Um, and I'm, I'm I'm certain we will get to that point. Um, but I think it all depends on how quickly play can resume safely because uh, I think if we're looking into late February, early March. We'll, we'll have 16 games to play in, mm-hmm. in two months um, unless it's extended through to the summer. But obviously that will then impact next season. I think we, we have to get to a point where we can sort of Wipe the slate clean and, and start fresh as as we normally would. So, I, I would be surprised if we if we did manage to complete the full season. But I think we we have to and we, we probably will get to twenty two games. What impact that has on tier two? Obviously, they would you to start in January. Tier two and below. Um, whether that means there'll be a season in the division below us or not, we're, we're not sure. I think that was the intention, but I'm not sure whether they would be in a position to to finish fifteen games in in three
3: months. Um, it's going to be challenging. Like a, no, no, decision, yeah. no doubt about it. Uh, your first season as chairman, Rob, you, you must have come across logistical dilemmas l- like nothing you would have expected going into this. I, I think the, the club have done a great job, though, in terms of the games you have been able to stage, making sure the environment is safe for players to play. So you must be proud of how the club's actually adapted over these last few months.
5: Oh, definitely. Ser- seriously hard work, as uh, we've obviously mentioned before. People like Julie the Grice, the secretary, the coaching team have done a great job, volunteers, um, Alan Thomas at the stadium, the groundsmen, every, everyone's done an amazing job to keep football on and keep it safe and, and it's it's been really well received by the FAW and media and, and anyone that's been able to attend. And yes definitely a massive experience this last seven, eight months. Um, there's no doubt about that. But I think if we can all work through this period then from here on in, it should be a doddle, really.
3: <laughs> I think so, yeah. Hopefully we won't have another year like this one ever again. Let's finish on a positive, because on the pitch, there have been some positive moments over the last few months, no doubt about it, and a good win against Barry. So that is your final game for a few months. That's not a bad place to, to bookend that first part of the season.
5: No, not at all. We've had, we've had some great performances. I think Sandwich in that, we've also had some very, very poor ones. But what, what we've shown is um, for every... 4-0 defeat at home to ben- Pennebont, there's a 2-1 away win at And I think what, what we've done is, when we've had these disappointing results, which we've had against teams like Pennebont and, and Druids in and, and town, um, no disrespect to them, but they're games we should have really performed a lot better in. Um, but we've, we've bounced back the following game and we've, we've won after these disappointments. And recent run of form, 10 points from five games, point off sixth place, nine points clear of the bottom. So I think if you'd have offered that the start of the season would have been over the moon with that so yeah there's great emergencies from some of the players obviously Jack Wilson and Ben Fawcett local boys who have stepped up seamlessly and and taken to the Premier League like ducks to water and new additions coming in Um, I think that yeah the the spirit's good and I think everyone's enjoying playing and um, great coaching team and medical team behind them have kept them going and yeah it's been we, we couldn't have asked for more on the pitch really and I said it's a shame we're going to lose some momentum because uh, the former are in, and mm. there's some, some some good games coming up. But yeah, no, we're we're delighted with where we are, and hopefully we'll get to to finish the season at, at some point, and uh, and we'll be, be a Premier League team next season.
3: Well, let's hope so indeed. Rob, thank you very much. We are going to have to leave it there because that's it from Pure West Sports for today. We've got a special show on Monday, 7 until 9. The whole two hours is live on the Pure West Radio Facebook page and we've got six guests joining us across the two hours to reflect on sport in Pembrokeshire as we head into 2021. We've got a real range of guests, including the Habford West County manager, Wayne Jones, joining us. But that's it from me. Frank is on the way after the nine o'clock news. Brilliant Boxing Day, whatever you're up to. From
1: Weston to Wiseman's Bridge. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio.
6: With the latest news for Pembrokeshire,
4: I'm Kim Thomas. The First Minister has issued his Christmas message to the people of Wales... In his Christmas message, Mark Brinkford says, this year has been a difficult one for
7: all.